guys, and welcome to the Moms and Mysteries podcast, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and my dear friend, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I'm so hot. Just hot, I was hot, just hot, thinking hot. that. <laughs> totally telepathic, because I was like, when it comes to me, I'm going to talk about this heat. I'm dying. It's so hot. It's been like in the mid-90s, which is crazy. I mean, it's not crazy because it's Florida, it's and we crazy. say that every year, but it's really technically not even summer yet. <laughs> so like, Yeah, but have you guys felt the 90s, like the mid-90s? It's terrible. It's awful. It's so, it's so humid. I'm just like drenched <laughs> in sweat as soon as I step outside. It's miserable. It's absolutely miserable. I feel like it's definitely at the point where if you're not doing something in the water, you have to be inside in the AC. There's just no other absolutely. Choice. I try to take my dog on a walk like in the morning and I'm wearing my big, I mean, giant, the ugliest hat you've ever seen, sunglasses, like my tank top shorts, bringing water. And I'm only watch, walking like three quarters of a mile and I am drenched when I get home. And I'm walking at like 7.30. It's Same. not like- late yeah and you're just like oh everything feels gross you have to shower just the amount of showers i'm taking it's just it's it's a crime it is it's unbelievable really um Mm -hmm. i mean as we said it's not unbelievable this is florida after all it's typical and it's every year i've done this for almost we have a very long time uh to go with this (laughs) we're just starting we're just starting that is the worst part it's like december when we get a break yeah, it really it's is. It's going to take forever. Yeah, Halloween's hot, everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so angry. Why did we start off on such an angry note, Mandy? I don't know. Well, we can look forward just for a moment into the fall. Um, we mentioned okay. last week that we do have some something on the calendar this year for the fall. We have CrimeCon coming up here in Orlando in September. Super exciting. Melissa. Yes. I'm terrible. Are the dates September 22nd to the 24th? <laughs> they are September 22nd through the 24th. Yes. And there's a chance it's September 21st. So don't hold me to that, but go to, <laughs> but I know it ends on the 24th. Yes. And our code is MOMS10. And I think you get 10% off of a standard ticket. And we did all this from memory. Wow. That was I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Not a very good chance that it will be any cooler than the mid 90s oh, no. in Mm-mm. September. Nope. But It'll be inside. September sounds like fall. So there you go. You know, September (laughs) is just hurricane. So I'm already nervous. I've already told you that. And you were like, Melissa, you cannot pre-worry three months in advance. But I'm there. I just do. It's it's what I do. Be on the lookout for our weather updates. We We will keep you in the know. Don't you worry. We definitely will. All right. So we have a very special story to share this week. The story is one that we actually worked with the family members of the victim on. You guys know we've been trying to do some more cases like that where we're getting directly involved with the families. And it truly has been such a rewarding experience for us. Uh, I I know Melissa would agree. It's been such an honor to get to hear some of these stories from a firsthand account. So we feel very, very privileged and honored to share this episode with you today. On October 1st, 2020, 36-year-old Tiffany Booth sent a text to her mom, Judy, complaining about her neighbors smoking marijuana and the smoke coming through the vents in her Las Vegas condo. This was causing her to have issues with her asthma. And Tiffany told her mom that she and her boyfriend, Eduardo, were going to leave town and stay in Boulder City for a few days to get away from the smell. Tiffany said that she had taken Friday, October 2nd off of work, but that she and Eduardo would be returning to Las Vegas on that day. Tiffany and Judy made plans to have a nice dinner together on Sunday, which would be October the 4th, but Judy's worst nightmare as a mom became a reality when Tiffany never returned from her trip to Boulder City, and she soon learned that those text messages sent from October 1st onward weren't written by Tiffany at all. If there's one thing that we as moms really want more than anything in this world, it's to have great relationships with our kids. The bond between a mother and her child is unlike anything else, and Judy was blessed to consider her daughter Tiffany as being her best friend as well as her child. They were extremely close. Tiffany had only been living in Vegas for about a year. She had moved there from San Antonio, Texas, because her mom Judy was going through some health issues, and Tiffany wanted to be close to her mom so she could help take care of her. Then in March of 2020, Judy contracted COVID-19, which could have been very bad for Tiffany due to her asthma, but thankfully she didn't get COVID. After this though, Judy decided that it would be the best option for Tiffany to have the condo to herself. So Judy went to live with her boyfriend, 
but Tiffany and Judy remained very close and had contact with each other multiple times throughout the day. Just days before Judy got those texts that she thought were from Tiffany that said she and Eduardo were leaving for Boulder City, Judy had dinner with the couple. It was the first time that she or anyone in Tiffany's family got to meet Eduardo, who was somebody that Tiffany was newly dating. Although Judy's first impression of Eduardo was that he was completely normal, he seemed nice and incredibly smart, she really didn't know a whole lot about him. Tiffany Lynn Booth was born on June 11th, 1985, and as we said, she was extremely close to her mom, Judy. Tiffany was also very close with the rest of her family. They were all so important to her. Judy described Tiffany as being a happy-go-lucky person. She was someone that was willing to help anyone, even if it meant going out of her own way to get it done. She was really a natural caretaker and had a heart of gold, to the point that she often had a hard time even detecting ill will in others. She was so genuinely good that she just assumed that everyone else was too. Tiffany's family also described her as being compassionate and silly. She loved her family, her friends, and her pets. And her personality was always shining. Even though Tiffany was very small in stature, she was strong-minded and she wasn't afraid to stand up for herself or others. We actually got the chance to speak with Tiffany's cousin Angelina and her Aunt Mindy while putting this episode together. Um, Haley helped, of course, putting this all together, which thank you, Haley, again. And it was really cool just to hear about Tiffany through their eyes. It just, like Andy was saying at the beginning, it's just something so special that you don't get out of just research or, you know, anything. Sure. Just hearing these real life stories from somebody who knows her is just, I don't know, there's just nothing like it. And although Mindy is technically uh, Tiffany's aunt, she's actually only eight years older than her. So Tiffany would visit Mindy often while they were growing up, and every time they were together, Tiffany would ask Mindy to do her hair. Tiffany's cousin Angelina actually connected with Tiffany much later in life. Angelina was 25 when they met, and this story is actually so cool. Tiffany was really good at genealogy, and as an adult, she was able to use genealogy to actually connect with Angelina, who had actually been trying to find her family for a long time. She had contact with Tiffany's family up to a certain point when her dad died, and then she didn't have anything to do with this family. So there's all these people she doesn't know. Once they met, they quickly bonded over common interest in Disney, true crime shows, and family trees. Tiffany actually introduced Angelina to everyone in the family, and she helped her find her brother who she had never met. Tiffany even brought this brother to Texas so he could meet Angelina. And it was such an important thing to Tiffany to make sure that the family was together, even family she didn't really know and had never met before. Angelina talked about how Tiffany was on Facebook all the time, trying to make these connections, checking in with everybody, just somebody who cared so much for everyone and wanted them all to feel loved and a part of this family. And family was so important to Tiffany, as I was saying, that she was the one who had planned family reunions. So family that was living on one side of the coast could get together with the other side of the coast and they could all get together and see each other. And she was the person in the family that really loved spending time with everyone so much that she would just break out board games at the end of the night so she could just spend more time with those people she loved. Tiffany's pets were also a huge part of her life. She really loved animals, and she had a cat named Fluffy Kitty, and she previously inherited a parakeet after her grandmother passed away. And Tiffany really loved this bird. It would sit on her shoulder, just hang out with her, and when this bird passed away, Tiffany actually had it cremated, and she kept the ashes. In the fall of 2019, Tiffany moved from Texas to Las Vegas to take care of her mom. She started working at a telecommunication company in the IT department, which was a job that she really loved. But her ultimate dream was to one day work with children. Tiffany absolutely loved kids and loved being around them. Angelina said that Tiffany was really just amazing with her son, um, who has autism. And she recalled a time when her son was having a really hard time with some breathing treatments that he needed. He didn't like to wear the mask, and so he would cry. And Tiffany, who, as we said, had asthma, would send a photo of herself doing the same breathing treatment. And she would say things like, see, grownups have to do it too. And she would even show him how to use the mask. Soon after starting her IT job, Tiffany started dating a man that she worked with there. They broke up in early 2020, just before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And this was around the same time that Judy decided to move in with her boyfriend so that Tiffany could have the condo all to herself. At around the same time, Tiffany was approached by another co-worker named Eduardo Clemente. 
Eduardo was apparently looking for a place to stay because his sister had, quote, tried to kill him. And he asked Tiffany if he could crash on her couch for a little while. So Tiffany, who we said was a great friend to everybody, she was known for really bending over backwards to help anybody in need. She agreed to let Eduardo move in with her. But they were strictly friends and roommates. And Tiffany even referred to Eduardo as just her roommate when talking to her family. She also never mentioned that this new roommate was a man. In the summer of 2020, after living together for months, Tiffany and Eduardo began dating, but their relationship was kept pretty quiet at first. Angelina and Mindy told us that they believed Tiffany had kept her new relationship a secret simply because of the weird circumstances around how they first met, you know, with him being a couch surfer and then this relationship kind of moving fast. They felt maybe that was why Tiffany wasn't so forthcoming about their relationship. Right. In mid-September, Tiffany did start telling select family members about Eduardo, but she still hadn't told her mom about him. She told others that Eduardo had moved in as a roommate, and now they've been dating for a while, and things were going really well. Tiffany told Angelina that Eduardo was her Prince Charming and that he was a big teddy bear, and Tiffany said she'd never felt this way before. In a group chat with Mindy and Angelina, Tiffany talked about how in love she was and how she and Eduardo were even discussing marriage. She said they both wanted to have a Star Wars-themed wedding. Although her aunt and cousin were really happy for Tiffany, they were a little cautious because this seemed like it was just a very fast-progressing romance. The way Tiffany talked about Eduardo made it seem like she really felt like he was the man of her life. At this time, Tiffany also really started stepping up and taking care of herself, posting more photos of herself on Facebook, and she even bought a car, so they started thinking that maybe this relationship with Eduardo was actually a good thing for Tiffany. Finally, on September 27th, Tiffany was ready to tell her mom about her new love. Tiffany and her mom had dinner together that night, and Tiffany officially announced their relationship. Judy later told the Las Vegas Sun that Eduardo seemed, quote, like a normal person. She also said, quote, I didn't see anything in him at all, end quote. Judy further told the Ely Times that Eduardo seemed nice and incredibly smart, but secretive. She didn't know much about his family, though. Within a few days of meeting Eduardo for the first time, Judy got the message from Tiffany about going out of town for a few days to escape the smoke coming from the vents from her neighbors smoking inside their condo. Tiffany also told her mom they'd have dinner together on Sunday, but then the communication stopped and Judy didn't hear back from Tiffany again. And we still have so much more to get into after a quick break to hear word from this week's sponsors. The other day, my son said, you know what the worst thing that's ever happened to me? Inflation. And while if any other person's kids said that, I would be like, yeah, right, they didn't say that. But my kid honestly, earnestly said this. And I agree. But thanks to Rakuten, even though inflation is up, so are cashback offers. With Rakuten, you can get cashback on those things you're already buying. Things like beauty products, gadgets, even food for a night out. Or new tennis shoes for your kid who hit yet another growth spurt. With brands like Walmart, Nike, and Wine.com, you'll always find new ways to earn money back. And the best part is Rakuten is absolutely free. That means zero membership fees. And sign up is a breeze. You can literally do it before we finish this ad. Another great perk is that you can choose how you want to get your cash back, whether you want it to go to your PayPal account or they can always mail you a paper check. I joined Rakuten a while back after hearing it on one of my favorite podcasts. I've used it several times, most recently for a purchase at Gap for a sweatshirt. Their stuff is just really cozy and I know it's out of season, but it's a little cheaper. And if you couple that with the cash back I received thanks to Rakuten, it felt less like a splurge and more like an investment into my winter wardrobe. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. Go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. What you feed your dog goes a long way to help them lead their best lives. Nom Nom delivers real, good food backed by science to not only feed your dog, but to help him thrive. And that's because everything from strong digestive and immune systems to more energy starts with what's in their bowl. Nom Nom looks like real food, and that's because it is. And with pup-pleasing favorites like chicken cuisine and beef mash, every Nom Nom meal features high-quality proteins and vegetables that are mixed with targeted vitamins and minerals that are essential nutrients dogs need at every stage of their life. 
My dog Remy can be quite the diva, and when I've bought him food he doesn't like, he practically turns his nose up at it, and honestly, I can't really blame him. There's a reason dogs like to hang around while you eat your food. The crumbs we're eating are often way better than the shelf basic dog food. But with Nom Nom, Remy gets fed real whole food you can actually see and recognize that doesn't contain any additional fillers, and every portion is personalized to his needs. So what Mandy gets for her dogs and what I get for mine are different, and that's because the dogs are different. And if you're wondering if our dogs love it, I actually have to take the bowl from Remy when he finishes eating his Nom Nom. Otherwise, he will just keep licking it, hoping to get one last drop of the Nom Nom deliciousness. And Nom Nom is backed by science. The nutrient-packed recipes are created by board-certified veterinary nutritionists and then made fresh and shipped for free right to your door. And it's not just us who love Nom Nom. There's over 40 million meals that have been delivered to dogs like ours and yours all over the country. And if you're worried about trying something new, we get that. And that's why Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog doesn't love it, Nom Nom will refund your first order. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynom.com slash moms. Spelled trynom.com slash moms for 50% off. Trynom.com slash moms. And now back to the episode. Before the break, we were talking about Tiffany Booth and her boyfriend, Eduardo. They were getting ready to head off on a short little trip out of town because Tiffany was suffering with an asthma attack due to her neighbors smoking marijuana in the condo next door to hers. So before she was leaving town, Tiffany spoke with her mom, Judy, and they made plans to have dinner together when Tiffany returned, and they were supposed to meet up on October the 4th. But Tiffany's mom actually never heard from her again. It was unusual for Tiffany to not respond to her mom. They talked every day, and it was very out of the ordinary for Judy to not be able to get in touch with her. Tiffany was known to always return messages immediately. What was more concerning was that her family could actually see that Tiffany was showing as active on social media, but she wasn't liking or commenting on anything or responding to messages. And that also seemed like a very strange thing for Tiffany. Judy remembered that Eduardo had actually installed security cameras at Tiffany's condo, so on October 1st, Judy checked the camera that he had facing Tiffany's parking spot, and she saw that her car was not there. Judy tried calling Tiffany and Eduardo repeatedly, but the calls kept going straight to voicemail, and neither of them responded to Facebook messages. Judy started asking around to see if anybody had heard from Tiffany or Eduardo, but nobody said they had. Angelina later said that while it was weird that Tiffany hadn't been in contact with anyone, on the other hand, she was also a grown adult who was in a new relationship, so maybe she just wanted some time away with Eduardo, or maybe they had even eloped. Nobody was sure exactly what was going on, but they had no reason to think anything bad or nefarious had happened. As the family was trying to figure everything out, texts started coming in from Tiffany's phone, but the messages didn't sound like Tiffany wrote them at all. No one ever spoke to Tiffany on the phone, only through text messages, and only up until shortly before 8 p.m. on Saturday, October 3rd, which is when the last ever text was sent from Tiffany's phone. Meanwhile, Judy, Mindy, Angelina, and other members of the family were all trying to get in touch with anybody who may have heard from Tiffany, including some of her friends that lived back in San Antonio. Surprisingly, some of the Texas friends told Mindy that they had heard from Tiffany on October the 3rd, and they noticed that her location said that she was in Idaho at that time. So Tiffany's friends thought it was surprising that she was in Idaho because she never mentioned anything about going there to them, and Tiffany was the type of friend who would usually tell her friends and family when she was taking a trip and exactly where she was going. So they actually sent her a text asking her what she was doing in Idaho, and they got a response back that said, quote, I had to get away from Vegas. My dad's coming into town, and he was really stressing me out. Tiffany's friends knew that she had a little bit of a complicated relationship with her father, so this kind of did make sense to them, and they didn't press the issue. They kind of just let it go. Tiffany's family told us that they don't feel like Tiffany sent any of those texts. For one, there was no reason for her to be in Idaho. I had asked that specifically, and they said, no, she didn't know anyone in Idaho. There was just no reason she would have even gone there. And two, her relationship with her dad was actually getting better, so it made no sense why she would leave town to avoid him. According to Tiffany's friends, her location still showed that she was in Idaho on October 4th, but then her phone was turned off. Once Tiffany's family learned about these messages and the fact that she was possibly in Idaho, they no longer believed Tiffany had gone off to elope or had taken some extended vacation with Eduardo. 
they now felt for sure that she was missing. Judy continued to look at the surveillance video from the condo and saw that Tiffany's car still wasn't there. But she also noticed that some footage captured on September 29th, 30th, and October 1st had been deleted, which is something that has to be done manually and intentionally. On October 5th, the day Tiffany said she and Eduardo would be returning to work, neither of them showed up. Further attempts to reach them were unsuccessful. So in an attempt to get some kind of response from her, Judy texted Tiffany about her cat, Fuzzy Kitty. Judy asked if Fuzzy Kitty had enough food and water since Tiffany wasn't planning to be away for this long. Tiffany would have never left her cat without some kind of care and definitely would have responded to questions about this beloved cat, but still there was no response. Judy and her boyfriend ended up going over to Tiffany's condo themselves and found that there was no water or food for the cat and even more concerning was that it didn't look like Tiffany had packed for a trip at all. None of her belongings were missing and her asthma medication was also left behind. Tiffany would never leave home without her medication because she was severely asthmatic. Not to mention the entire reason that she told Judy that she was even leaving in the first place was because she was having this bad flare up due to her neighbor's smoking. And so the first thing she would have done is grab her medication. As one family member put it, quote, for Tiffany to be gone without it did not make sense at all, end quote. Tiffany also left behind her laptop, which was unusual because she liked to use her laptop to stay in contact with her family and friends. After this visit to Tiffany's condo, her mom knew something was terribly wrong, so she reported Tiffany and Eduardo missing later that day. Missing persons detectives opened an investigation, but the family felt really helpless and frustrated with the general lack of concern. The detectives kind of took the side of Tiffany being a grown woman who could do whatever she wanted, and they thought, you know, she would come back eventually. The family told us, quote, I understand that law enforcement has a lot to deal with, and I fully understand that. But when you know 100% in your soul that this is not something that they would do, it's like, could you listen? And here's a really an unbelievable statistic. One detective told In Pursuit that Las Vegas handles around 500 missing persons reports per month, and around 99% of those people are found and located. This, of course, is not an excuse for the way that they treated Tiffany's family, but it does show just how overworked they are. And I imagine also in a place like Vegas, this kind of, I feel like it would be the same in any like large city that's tourism-based, like right. reports of people being missing oh, or yeah. getting lost or whatever. And so I imagine that a lot of them are found and it's found to be, you know, there's a perfectly good explanation for where the person was. But like you said, like when you have a family member that's saying like, no, this is this isn't right. like that. This isn't that type of a situation. Like, please listen to us. Like, that's got to just be so frustrating, especially because, you know, time is of the essence yeah. in cases like this. Tiffany's family also had a difficult time getting the media to talk about Tiffany's case. So at this point in time, Judy believes that both Tiffany and Eduardo were not only missing, but possibly in danger. And they really had no reason to believe otherwise. Everyone in Tiffany's family started doing whatever they could to help. They began checking her social media for posts or comments or anything to just that was letting anyone know that she was okay. It was frustrating because, as I said before, they would see that Tiffany was active on Facebook. It would say, you know, it shows sometimes that the person was active one hour ago or 20 minutes ago, right. but yet Tiffany still was not responding to them. But just because they did see that she was on and off social media, it gave them hope that she was out there somewhere. Angelina started a group on Facebook to help spread awareness about Tiffany's case, and the group quickly grew to over 2,000 followers. Hundreds of messages with tips and words of support came rolling in from this. On October 6th, police finally went to Tiffany's condo and gained access. Nobody was there, and somehow they didn't find anything suspicious. Investigators also spoke with Tiffany's manager and learned that she had texted her supervisor and took the day off on October 1st. The next day, Eduardo called their job and left a voice message saying that both he and Tiffany were taking October 1st off. Also on October 6th, Tiffany's Facebook was deactivated. This was a huge red flag for the family. They knew that Tiffany would never cut off her social media. On October 7th, Tiffany was supposed to see her friend Bree, who was arriving in Vegas from out of town. The two had already planned to visit each other, so it was immediately alarming when Bree couldn't get in touch with Tiffany. Bree immediately got to work helping Tiffany's family try to find her. 
She found Tiffany's bank account information and statements, and she got Tiffany's social security number from Judy, and then Brie called her bank and was able to find out that Tiffany's card had last been used on October 6th to buy gas and fast food in Idaho. The charges for food were really for small amounts, leading them to believe that only one person was eating, and Brie said this realization really made her feel sick. Tiffany's family continued their own investigation and started looking more into Eduardo. Although he presented himself as a pretty normal guy who gave off no real red flags, they quickly realized that Eduardo may not be who he said he was. They found dozens of social media accounts using Eduardo's photo, but with the name Daniel Trent, and they found out that he used various misspellings of his real name to create different aliases in addition to using the Daniel Trent alias. Tiffany's family and her friend Bree kept looking for as much information as possible. They were really desperate to find Eduardo at this point. They remember that one time in the family group chat that Eduardo was in, he and Tiffany both mentioned that Eduardo was a genius who wanted to eventually live off the grid, and he even referred to himself as a digital nomad. He said that he could disappear from the world and nobody would find him. At some point, Mindy and Judy went to Tiffany's condo together to look around, and they found a black box on the kitchen table that actually had everything you would need to make fake IDs inside of it. One of Eduardo's fake IDs was also found among several other things that were strewn about Tiffany's bed. At another point, Angelina got a text from her friend in Ely, which is around 250 miles north of Las Vegas, and the text had a photo of Eduardo, and there was a message along with it that said, is this Eduardo? Angelina was shocked because when she looked at the photo, she knew right away that it really was Eduardo, and so she told her friend, that's him. As it turned out, Angelina's friend's neighbor actually found Eduardo curled up sleeping in their neighbor's yard, and he had a red wagon and two black backpacks that were filled with computer stuff with him. Eduardo told her that his mother had just died, so he was on what he called a spiritual walk from Idaho to Henderson, Nevada. This neighbor felt bad that Eduardo was just sleeping outside, so she gave him a tent and said he could use it for the night. And then in the morning, the neighbor actually made him breakfast and washed his clothes for him. A friend of hers then gave Eduardo a ride to Henderson. He was dropped off in Henderson outside of a hospital where his cousin worked. So while Eduardo was with these people, he told them that his name was Daniel, but later he said that it was actually Eddie. They said he cried off and on the whole time and something just felt off about him. So the neighbor took a photo of Eduardo. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get his information fast enough to act on it. His cousin, who worked at that hospital that he was dropped off near, told the police that he never actually saw Eduardo. And there have never been any credible sightings of Eduardo since then. And we still have more to get into after one last break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. We all have that dress. You know the one. The one that's super cute and fun, but requires a little shapewear to really look snatched. I think the kids are still saying snatched. For me, that dress was the one I wore to my brother's wedding a few months ago, where, you know, photos are taken that will be on people's walls literally forever. But thanks to Honey Love Shapewear, I felt my best in the photos and was able to terribly dance the night away because not only was it comfortable, but it actually worked. If you hear the word shapewear and immediately cringe, believe me, I get it. But Honey Love's got your back and your tummy and also your hips. Honey Love has amazing bodysuits that feature 360-degree bonded compression, so you can be smoothed and sculpted in all the right places. Plus, you can say goodbye to underwires digging into your rib cage. The built-in bust support will keep you lifted and supported without any extra hardware. And don't forget the real nightmare with shapewear. You've drank unlimited Diet Cokes, and now you're in a race against the clock to find a bathroom. But fear not. Honey Love knows the bathroom portion of shapewear is really the worst. So they have you covered with a 100% cotton gusset with a convenient opening in the panty area. There's nowhere wrestling your shapewear in a tiny bathroom stall, praying your bladder can just make it one more minute. And if you're looking for some extra oomphs, check out the Superpower Short. It gives you the right amount of compression to both smooth and shape. And the best part, and one of the biggest things that sets Honey Love apart from other shapewear, it doesn't roll down. 
Honeylove has flexible boning that's hiding in the seams, so your shapewear stays put all day long. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash moms20. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off, honeylove.com slash moms20. Again, treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash moms20. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off at honeylove.com slash moms20. Step into the glitzy world of June's journey and prepare for an adventure that's out of this world. Get ready to ditch the dull and dive into a world where mystery meets glamour and where June Parker's drama-filled escapades will have you hooked faster than you can say, flapper dress. Whether you're itching for a whodunit fix or just craving an escape from the mundane, June's journey is your ticket to excitement. Follow June as she unravels family secrets and untangles the web of mystery surrounding her sister's death. It's like joining a high society soiree, but with way more intrigue and way fewer dull conversations about the weather. Just kidding. You know we love a weather chat. So slip into your virtual flapper dress and immerse yourself in a world where every corner holds a new clue and every twist keeps you guessing. But hold on to your pearls because June's journey isn't just another run-of-the-mill mobile game. I'm already knee-deep in the fifth chapter of June's journey, and each chapter is more fun than the last. From the breathtaking scenery to the toe-tapping music, everything about June's journey screams class. So what are you waiting for? Step into June's world and let the adventure begin. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Want to get away? Yeah, I do too. But since that's not really on the agenda anytime soon, I'll have to settle for a different kind of journey. And you can too, all with a fun mobile game. June's Journey allows you to enter the realm of June Parker, where an extraordinary adventure awaits. Best of all, no plane tickets needed. Say goodbye to the ordinary and immerse yourself in a world where intrigue meets elegance, courtesy of the drama-filled exploits of June Parker. Whether you're in need of a riveting mystery or simply yearning to escape the monotony of everyday life, June's Journey is your gateway to excitement. Follow June as she unravels hidden family secrets and navigates the intricate web surrounding her sister's demise. It's sort of like an upscale soiree minus the dull weather discussions, although we secretly enjoy those too. But hold on to your pearls as June's Journey is no ordinary mobile game. I'm deep in the fifth chapter with each section proving more enjoyable than the last. From the awe-inspiring scenery to the catchy tunes, every aspect of June's Journey exudes sophistication and refinement. Don't hesitate any longer. Step into June's world and let the thrilling adventure commence. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Just like Lenny Kravitz, I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while I'm stuck on the ground for now, I can settle for a new kind of journey, all with a fun mobile game. Step into the enchanting world of June Parker with June's Journey, where a spectacular adventure awaits you. And the best part? No plane tickets needed. Bid farewell to the ordinary and immerse yourself in a realm where intrigue dances with elegance, all thanks to the drama-filled escapades of our charming heroine, June Parker. Whether you crave a captivating mystery or simply wish to escape the humdrum of daily life, June's journey is your portal to excitement. Join June on her quest to uncover hidden family secrets and navigate the tangled web surrounding her sister's demise. So slip into your virtual flapper dress and dive into a world where each corner holds a new clue and every twist leaves you on the edge of your seat. But hold on to your pearls because June's Journey is no ordinary mobile game. I'm knee deep in the fifth chapter and each section is really more delightful than the last. From the breathtaking scenery to the catchy tunes, every aspect oozes sophistication and refinement. So don't hesitate any longer. Step into June's world and let the thrilling adventure unfold. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. And now back to the episode. So before the break, we were talking about the last credible sighting of Eduardo, which was like crazy enough that it was Angelina's friend's neighbor. And they actually had the wherewithal to take a picture of this guy. Unfortunately, they weren't able to track Eduardo. But on October 8th, five days after Tiffany was supposed to have returned home, her car was found deserted in a remote mountainous area near Ely. Two off-duty police officers found her car while they were out hunting. The license plates had been removed, and it looked suspiciously as if someone had tried to hide the vehicle. They ran the VIN number and learned that it was Tiffany's car. This discovery is when Tiffany's family say their thoughts shifted from Tiffany and Eduardo being missing to knowing for sure that something malicious had happened. 
Tiffany had worked really hard to get this car and definitely wouldn't have just abandoned it. At this point, investigators finally started taking this case more seriously. They went to the scene and started searching the area where the car was found. They found a few paper items that belonged with the car and some clothing, as well as a receipt from a Walmart in Twin Falls, Idaho, that was dated October 3rd. Tiffany's car was towed, but detectives had to wait for a warrant so they could search it. In the meantime, they went to this Walmart in Idaho to see who they could spot on the surveillance video. And they actually watched the surveillance video and watched Eduardo purchase basically survival gear. And also he was by himself in this video. Tiffany wasn't there. On October 10th, while waiting for the warrant to search Tiffany's car, the warrant to search her condo came through and police executed a search there. It was noticed right away that there was white powder all over the carpet in the guest bedroom. It looked like someone had been cleaning up in there, and there was also a roll of saran wrap found in the bedroom. On the doorframe to the same room, they found aspirated blood spatter. This was proof that something traumatic had happened in this room. In the rest of the condo, they found two more rolls of saran wrap. Investigators wondered if Tiffany had been the victim of blunt force trauma and then wrapped in saran wrap to prevent further bleeding, and then someone used carpet cleaner to try to clean up the carpet. It was now believed that Tiffany was the victim of a homicide, but investigators did not tell the family about any of this, so they were sadly left wondering what was even going on with the case. Tiffany's family was desperate to find her body and to find Eduardo, but as we said before, it was really difficult for them to get the media to even pick up the story. They begged news outlets, podcasts, and YouTubers to cover the story, but very few of them said yes. Can I just interject here for a second? The family said that this was during the time of the Gabby Petito case, and so that was all over the news. And so they felt like they were happy that they were working on that case, and but it was very hard because they couldn't get any attention. And we saw that. I think it was the case of Daniel Robinson, who's still missing, and his family was trying to get you know the news to recognize their case. And it was just at the same time where everything was about Gabby Petito. And again, they said nothing negative. They they were glad that they were searching for her, but they felt like because of that, they couldn't get any coverage, which would be really hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Investigators went through Eduardo's bank statement and found a transaction from September of 2020 that stood out. He bought something from a company that makes GPS tracking devices. And we're going to get into a little bit more detail on that in just a few minutes. After Tiffany's condo was searched, the scene was actually wrapped with crime scene tape, but there was nobody there to guard the scene overnight. This is something the family believes Eduardo took advantage of. Someone, most likely Eduardo, broke into Tiffany's condo through a back patio window and grabbed stuff that someone would need to go on the run, and then he took off. So after this happened, the condo had to be searched all over again. While the police were finally starting to investigate and put this evidence together, the family was still doing their own little investigation. Tiffany's cousin Kaylin and her friend Bree started contacting people that they thought could be family members of Eduardo. All of them said that they didn't have any clue where Eduardo was, and they didn't really even have a relationship with him. At some point during all of this, Mindy and Angelina realized that they had actually been making a mistake and texting updates about Tiffany's case to their family group chat. And they realized in that moment, Eduardo was actually in that group chat. Oh my gosh, that realization. I I can't can't imagine the feeling in your stomach just being like, oh my goodness. Uh, Because unfortunately, this meant that Eduardo kind of had a heads up and he was privy to everything that the family knew or at least had been told by the police as it pertained to the investigation. So it's kind of like him having a fly on the wall, which is very helpful to him. So, of course, once they realized this, they immediately created a new group chat without him in it. On October 11th, police looked over Tiffany's car and found a GPS tracker on it. Her family believes that Eduardo had put this tracker on Tiffany's car because he was super jealous and he wanted to know where she was going. They were able to obtain the GPS data from the days they were concerned about and learned that on September 30th and October 1st, the GPS tracker left the condo and drove north on US 95 to the desert near Indian Springs, which was about 45 miles from Vegas. The GPS tracker stayed there for a while and then turned around and left the area. Investigators used this data and they went to the location in the desert where Tiffany's car was stopped for a short period of time. This led them directly to her body. Tiffany was found just over a rocky ravine. She was wrapped in a blanket and some plastic. 
the GPS tracker ended up being a literal map to Tiffany's body. The area that Tiffany was found used to be a landfill, but then the property was sold to a private property and no longer used as an official landfill, but locals to the area still knew about it and still kind of treated it as a dump site. It was later found out that Eduardo used to live in the Indian Springs area, so it wasn't strange that he would use this area as a place to leave Tiffany's body. An autopsy concluded that Tiffany had died from blunt force trauma to the head. This was a heartbreaking but a huge step in solving the mystery in what happened to Tiffany, but there were still some very big questions that were left unanswered. Tiffany's family has struggled to understand why anybody would ever hurt Tiffany. She was the most genuinely caring and kind person in the world, and not knowing for sure whether Eduardo was responsible was also very heartbreaking. Angelina told the media, quote, I can't fathom for one reason why anyone would want to hurt her. She impacted everyone she knew because she was so kind and accepting, and she made everyone feel like the most important person in the world. She also said, Tiffany didn't deserve this. Our family didn't deserve this. Nobody deserves this. She also told the Las Vegas Sun that Tiffany was so kind that even if Eduardo was a nefarious individual, Tiffany would have never seen it. Furthermore, the fact that Tiffany's body had been dumped out in the desert and thrown away like trash was and is still extremely upsetting to her family, who called it disturbing and dehumanizing. Tiffany's body was cremated and her ashes were buried alongside her grandparents. She was buried with the ashes of her beloved pet bird, which is something her family said really meant a lot to them to be able to do for her. Eduardo was officially announced as a suspect in Tiffany's murder on October 28th. A warrant was issued for his arrest. He was wanted for murder, vehicular theft, and several felony counts of using a bank card without the cardholder's consent. On November 9th, authorities held a press conference and announced they were still looking for Eduardo and that he could possibly be hiding somewhere in the mountains. They said, quote, we do not know where he is, but I want to draw special attention to anyone who lives in any remote areas, specifically in northeastern Nevada, near the Ruby Mountains, near Ely, Nevada, and also into Idaho, end quote. Tiffany's mom, Judy, spoke at this conference and asked Eduardo to surrender. She said, quote, please come forward and turn yourself in as my family and your family need closure, end quote. The FBI was brought in to help track Eduardo down, but due to Eduardo's IT background, he was really able to cover a lot of his digital tracks. It's believed that Eduardo altered his physical appearance and lost a significant amount of weight, up to 150 pounds, really, to make himself more difficult to recognize. Investigators have said that Eduardo is believed to be dangerous and will do anything to avoid being caught. A few weeks after Tiffany's body was found, one of her and Eduardo's co-workers came forward with some information. They said that prior to Tiffany's murder, she had confided in this co-worker about her relationship with Eduardo. She said he was mentally abusive and would call her names and really made her feel worthless. Tiffany also said that Eduardo had shoved her around before. This co-worker went on to say that he actually received a butt dial from Eduardo at 4.26 a.m. on September 30th, and when he picked up the phone, he could hear arguing and yelling. He heard Eduardo's voice saying he, quote, wanted the truth. Eduardo got more angry, and then the call ended. The co-worker started to worry for Tiffany after this call. Tiffany's family told us that they were apparently fighting because of some sort of communication from one of her ex-boyfriends. He had messaged her or contacted her in some way, and Eduardo was so insanely jealous that she just really wasn't allowed to speak to any other men. Based on everything the detectives have pieced together so far, they believe that on the morning of September 30th, Eduardo and Tiffany got into a heated argument about Tiffany's past relationships, and that argument turned physical, leading to Eduardo murdering Tiffany. In June of 2022, a celebration of life was held for Tiffany. Her family shared videos of Tiffany dancing and rescuing birds, and Judy talked about how she thinks of Tiffany every single day and all the memories they shared together, doing things like attending concerts and playing bingo. Right before this memorial, Tiffany's Facebook was completely deleted, and still nobody knows who did it. The FBI told the family they were looking into the deletion of the account, but sadly, This does mean that all of Tiffany's photos and all the messages that she sent back and forth were completely gone. They believe that Eduardo is the one who deleted the account. At another time, Tiffany's Nintendo Switch was turned on and it was used to order Grubhub from a Las Vegas hotel. 
Tiffany's family learned more and more about Eduardo in the days after her murder, and the horrific reality that he was a dangerous person began to set in. They learned that he had previously physically assaulted someone and had a prior battery assault charge as well. Eduardo sought asylum from strangers, churches, and locals. As of today, authorities are still on the hunt for Eduardo, and Tiffany's family is desperate for his arrest and prosecution. Eduardo Clemente, who may be using an alias including Daniel Trent, is a white male, 6 feet 2 inches tall. At the time he was last seen, he weighed approximately 375 pounds, but could have lost up to 150 pounds since then. Tiffany's family told us that in 2019 to 2020, Eduardo got into great shape and lost a bunch of weight. And when this happened, he looked completely different from his driver's license photo. So it's possible that he looks different now than he does in photos as well. Investigators told In Pursuit they believe Eduardo is in the western United States where he has personal connections. States include Nevada, Idaho, and Montana, but really he could be living anywhere. Investigators say all they need is one breadcrumb. Then they can follow that breadcrumb and find Eduardo. Then he can be held accountable for what he's done to Tiffany and her loved ones. Anyone with information about this is asked to call the police at 702-828-3521 or email homicide at lvmpd.com. To remain anonymous, contact Crime Stoppers at 702-385-5555 or report a tip online at crimestoppersofnv.com. Crime Stoppers is offering a $10,000 reward and the FBI just recently agreed to put up an additional $10,000, so that is $20,000 total in reward money. They also have put together a new wanted poster. Tiffany's family wants nothing more than to find Eduardo. Angelina told us, quote, I absolutely want justice for my beautiful cousin, but at the same time, it's almost more urgent for me because I don't want him to hurt anybody else. I don't want another innocent, vulnerable girl to take him in. And you know, now that he's done what he's done, he's got to cover his tracks. Crazy things happened. And what if she found out who he was? What kind of danger is that person in? End quote. She went on to say, knowing what we've gone through, not for one second would I ever want anyone else to ever, ever go through this, end quote. And so if you've listened to this story and now you're wondering how you can help, we have a few suggestions. First, you can share Tiffany's story in Eduardo's Wanted poster, which we will be showing that on social media so you can find that there. You can also join the Facebook group and we'll have that linked in our show notes. You can also make a donation to the GoFundMe the family has set up. They're trying to raise more money so they can make the reward even higher. And they're also working to get a billboard up so they can put Eduardo's face on it. They've printed and put up thousands of flyers, but they want his face to be seen on a bigger level. We also wanted to share some domestic violence resources. If you or anyone you know needs help, you can call the Nationwide Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7233. You can also chat at thehotline.org, or you can text START to 88788. All three of these are 24-7, they're free and confidential, and of course, there are many other resources on the Domestic Violence Hotline website. And in closing, we have some final words from Angelina. She said about Tiffany, quote, she was just amazing. I know we say it all the time because it's really common to romanticize people after they pass away. They're all wonderful. They never did anything wrong. But the only thing that you could say about Tiffany is that she was just so kind, just so kind, so loving and kind and giving and genuine. She was just one of those people that would do anything for you, end quote. Mandy, it's so wild to me that they've known who has done this for two years now and haven't been able to find him. Like he's just out there living his life, hiding in plain sight, really, but nobody knows where he is. Yeah. And what's really scary about that, too, is it it makes me think back to that text that he said that I could disappear and no one would ever find me. And I think like to me, the scariest thing is like the idea that somebody actually would be able to do that. And I'm not saying that he's not going to be caught. I People definitely get caught after trying to hide from the police. But it's like, it does make me think back to that. And it's like, you know, that this guy is putting forth effort to not be caught right now. And so it just, it just is, it just all of it feels very just heartbreaking for her family to even have to think that he's still out there. And, and like they said that he could look different, like look so much different different than his photos. And it's like, it's just a horrifying thought to think that people can actually do that or would do that. 
Yeah. Or that there are people out there that are hiding from the police. Like it's oh, yeah. a very, very scary and very sad thought. Well, and because of his background in IT and stuff, he really only has like one picture out there. That's also the wild thing. It's not like you have him in different stages of life or anything. They really only right. have like one picture of this guy and he could look a lot different. We're going to be sharing it and we're hoping... I mean, it just takes one one person. It just takes one clue to find somebody like this. So um, I think his day is coming, and I hope it's For coming sure. really soon. Me too. Absolutely. And thank you so much to Tiffany's family for helping us put this together. It really was such a privilege to be able to speak with them and to be able to share Tiffany's story. And it's not something we take lightly. And so we're very appreciative they've allowed us to do that. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, Melissa, before we get out of here for the week, we're going to turn the page and do a little last thing before we go, which if you are new here is just a little fun thing we do at the end of each episode. Melissa likes to call it a palate cleanser. Um, It's just kind of some final thoughts to um, leave you with before we end the show for the week. And they're normally stupid. So just this is your first time, there you go. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. Well, guess what? You don't have to and you won't miss anything if you don't. So um, <laughs> this week, I think we're just going to ask each other like some questions, like Random. kind of like get to know you things, but mm-hmm. except I tried to pick ones that like I actually feel like I don't know about you Ooh, that okay. will be maybe interesting to hear you answer. So um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Sure, you can go first. Okay. Melissa, mm-hmm. do you believe this is kind of like a double thing? It's kind of like the same, but double. So do you believe in love at first sight or the idea that everybody has just one soulmate. Okay, I don't believe everyone has one soulmate. I will say I used to think that, but I think this sounds bad. Don't tell my husband I'm saying this. But I remember <laughs> like my old boss saying like if you put someone in a different town, there's probably someone that they could be really connected with based on their attitude, just like all these things about someone. So I don't necessarily think everyone has one soulmate. I like to think I found mine. But Would I have another one in another state? Possibly. I don't know. Um, I'm very happy in my marriage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally agree with you. I agree with you. But there's other people I could be compatible with. I know that. I'm a very compatible person. I'm very likable. (laughs) There are many people who could like me. (laughs) It's more like in defense of myself. I'm very likable, my goodness. Um, But love at first sight, I don't think so. I I lust at first sight, but love at first sight. What about you? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think love at first sight necessarily. I think that you could see someone and like you said, immediately be like feeling lust or thinking like, I really want to get to know that person or having like a very strong like desire to like want to know more about them. Like, yeah, I think that's a thing. But I think love definitely takes time to develop. It's not something you can just look at someone and say. It would scare me if it could. I think that's... No. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, I mean, you hear people will be like, I just knew from the moment I saw them. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe you knew that there was like potential and then like it actually happened to work out. But like, I don't think that means like it was like love at first sight necessarily. And because I-, I also feel like there's people who can say they had love at first sight and then they're like, well, then it we're not together anymore. And also this person out. and this person and that person. Right. So <laughs> I'm sure it does right. happen to people. If you love everyone at first sight, maybe. Maybe you're the problem. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Melissa, what do you got for me? Okay, mine's not as cool. I liked your question. Okay, how about this? Okay, if you could choose music to play every time you walked in a room, like to announce Mandy, what music would you pick? Like what song is your song? Horns. Or do you think it's <laughs> Horns? <laughs> Just horns. <laughs> um no, yours would yeah, like something fun though, right? Yeah, yours. Would yeah, be fun. it would be like Peppy. definitely. It would definitely be like clown music with horns. <laughs> Are you talking about me or you? <laughs> yours would be more fun, I think. Yours would be yeah, There you go. That could be our show theme. That should have been our show theme, <laughs> right? I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like. It would definitely be some kind of like happy, like lighthearted. Like it would definitely be like a upbeat, like happy thing. It would definitely probably include horns because you know I'm just like I can't. I've never figured that it out with your personality, but yes, or like female rappers. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to this be two a female rapper, and then just the horn starting, and then they start going. <laughs> that would be there perfect. Go. We're gonna create a new music genre just for you, just for me. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> What about you? I want to know. Oh, all I could think of was like Hello by Adele because that's just like 
how you announce somebody <laughs> coming in a room. <laughs> but like my favorite song that like always peps me up is a Weezer song, um, The Good Life. And oh, yeah. it's just like a fun, like, yeah, I don't know. And it has a curse word in there. So then I can sing it. And I just love wow. being able to sing look it. How, <laughs> and look how edgy I am. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> look how edgy I am. Um, but it's uh, my favorite curse word. So so I enjoy it quite a bit. Oh, what is it? What's the- <laughs> it's B, I mean, don't say the it. B word with the ing. Excuse oh. the blanking. Oh, um, well, there you go. Yeah, it's yes. just fun. Um, so it that's fun. my favorite. Like, that's what I would like to come out to and be introduced to. And I don't think I'd ever get sick of it. Perfect. Yeah. I don't think I would either. Yeah. Actually, I think I would enjoy that. Okay. Next question. This is a pretty easy one. Okay. Do you like roller coasters? Okay. This is a good one. I love roller coasters. Always have. Me too. I kind of thought you would say yes because I, you've been skydiving. Yeah. So I was like, surely someone who goes is willing to go skydiving would act, would like yeah. other thrill adventures. So I'm not surprised that you do. But I... We've just never really talked about yeah. it, and I've never really heard of you going to, like, a theme park and riding roller coasters, so I was like, maybe she doesn't like them. No, I do love them, but here's the thing. I think as I age, I can't do them as much. We went to um, yeah. we went to Universal for my husband's, like, work thing, and I rode the Hulk with my daughter, and I didn't realize I had passed out several times on it because after I got off and I told my husband, I was like, everything went black and I couldn't really hear like three times. He's like, you passed out. (laughs) I was like, no, no. I did it again. Same thing happened. And I was like, I think I'm getting too, like my body is literally like, you can't do this anymore. (laughs) Your brain is shutting down on you. So I wish I I would have looked at the pictures because I I was out (laughs) I haven't passed out on a roller coaster, but I'll tell you, like, the last time I rode a roller coaster, this is, like, so awful. This is, like, another old person story. Um, I, at the time, I had, like, a cavity that, like, I was getting <gasps> yes. ready to get a root canal. And um, on when I was on the roller coaster, like, the vibrating yes. was, like, shaking my teeth. And, like, it was so painful. Like, I could feel that <laughs> cavity. And it was, like, so, so bad. I was literally getting ready to go get it drilled, like, very soon after that. Right. And, like, I was, like, this is... This is a new one. I've had the same thing where you're like just trying to have a good time and you're like, oh my gosh, and now I have to pay for the dentist. Like, why are you reminding me? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) I thought I was the only person that happened to because that's such a specific thing. Definitely has happened to me. Mm -hmm. I know. I feel better knowing that I... Yeah. I mean, honestly, don't ever feel better agreeing with something I've done because it's never good. (laughs) Okay, Mandy, I have another one. You've discovered a beautiful island and you can create your own society and make the rules. What's the first rule you're going to make on this island, new society, all these people? You're in charge. The first rule? Oh my gosh. That's a hard one. I know. I had to think of one too. I'm so bossy. I have like way too many rules. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Beautiful island. Oh, I know. First rule. Like, honestly, I just think the first rule should be, like, ask yourself how important it is before you speak to me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not to make the island better. It's just so people don't annoy you. You said this was my island. (laughs) But you have to live amongst others. Like, they might be looking for food. It's going to be great if they, like, talk to me less. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is my favorite answer ever. <laughs> okay. Well, honestly, when you hear mine now, it's we we both are selfish people. Mine is going to be put your dogs up. Unless you're in the water, I don't want to see your feet. Your feet need to be covered at all times. We're on an island. I don't know what the manicure pedicure okay, situ- situation is. Be, we're on an island, so therefore why would I have shoes on? <laughs> off my island i'm not gonna talk to you about it but you're off my island there you go i don't want to see you need your to feet. ask yourself how important is that to you because you only get so many times to speak to me i like that i would use mine on you to say you need to cover right. your feet up and you, you say was that really important and i'd be like absolutely right. i hope that was worth it oh that was a good one i may not ask another question for six more months whoa <laughs> But that would be worth it to me to make sure you knew that rule. I can't. I can't feel <laughs> feet. There you go. Okay, last one. 
This is mostly just because I'm curious about what you do and what time you wake up in the morning. So tell us about what is that first hour of your day? Like, what do you do starting from the moment that you wake up and what time is that? And then what do you do that very first hour as soon as you get up? Okay. So in the summer, I probably get up at like seven because the kids don't have anywhere to be. Um, I scroll my phone for a minute and like get out of bed. I drink a Diet Coke very early. It's definitely within that first hour. Take the dog on a walk and normally come back and start working on emails or something. Maybe I listen to a podcast. Well, if I take the dog on a walk, I'm listening to a podcast. Normally watch what crappens. It's one of my favorites. It's a reality recap show. And yeah, that's about it. I don't, I'm not like moving around. Do your kids, are your kids awake when you get up? Uh, Not normally. They, they sleep in, in the summer, but they're also up until... I don't even Late. ask them anymore what time they're I up. I, I like. Either. I think somebody will call the police, so I just don't do it. Yeah, I don't either. What about um, you? Yeah, I get up. Well, I know, and not um, not because I want to. It's just my internal clock like it goes off. I always wake up right before six a.m. It's usually like five forty-seven. It's always some random like it's right in there, but it's always before six, which is when my alarm is set for. Because um, I try to stay in the same routine I'm in whenever we do go or kids are in school and everything. It's just right. easier for me to instead of switching back and forth, but. I always wake up anyway a little bit before that, and then I get up. I do kind of the same thing. I just get up and I make coffee, which I feel like is, is the same Diet thing Coke, as having yeah. Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I sit on the couch and scroll my phone by myself in the dark until it gets a little bit lighter, and then I get up and moving, and then I get ready and go take a walk right right after that. But uh-huh. my kids usually are not awake. My husband is normally awake. Um, he either gets up at the same time as me, or sometimes he gets up a little bit before me. Oh, that would piss um, me off. I want my time by myself. <laughs> absolutely not yeah no but I love my time in the morning just sitting on the couch and having my coffee and like the kids are not awake yet and I can just like sit there and literally just sit there like that's the greatest thing ever so yeah and drink drink my coffee but yeah I don't really do much in the first hour of my day um but I am a morning person I mean I get up and once I once I actually get up off the couch I feel like that I'm up my brain works better in the mornings by the end of the night I can't think but i'm just watching that's when i'm watching the night by like 2 30 i can't think yeah (laughs) i feel like i have to do everything early true (laughs) true i'm giving myself way too much credit um mandy my last one is (laughs) what are the unwritten rules of where you work (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you one right off the bat okay whatever time we say we're going to record Add 15 minutes to that. And we both know that. Easy. Easily. Every time. It's always Every single time. a text saying, this is going on. The kids won't shut up. Got to turn the AC off. Something like that. We're always, you're always building in that 15 minutes at least. Yeah. I don't know. I would have to actually sit and think about that one. I know, but I agree with that one. That's a really good one because that is a rule of thumb that yeah. we seem to have that we always schedule we a know. time to record and then we'll be texting each other like, okay, let's do a 15 minute <laughs> delay. Can we do this? Yeah. Yeah. I have one. Another one. Always text Melissa with exclamation points because if you don't, she thinks that you hate her and she will worry about that for the rest of the day. Like if I write you and Mandy writes okay because she's like at the gym, I'm like, what kind of okay is this? Is this your annoying me okay? Or, okay, Melissa, that sounds great. I know. <laughs> I feel like we could turn that one around and both of us can say that that's a true, rule true. that we need to have because I feel the same way sometimes whenever I text you and you, you'll just write me back and it just says, sounds good. No exclamation or no Ooh, smiley I'm sorry. thing. And I'm like, I'm like, does it sound good? Or like, <laughs> are you just like, sounds good? <laughs> sounds good is always like with an exclamation point. Like in my head, that's how I write it. So I just assume the exclamation point goes on. But maybe I need to make one of those shortcuts on my phone to make sure it's added. Because that is my like go-to response. Sounds good. For yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only other rule that we really truly have is not posting photos of each other on, on the internet without... Oh. Like Never. double um, confirmation that we're fine. With okay, except last year on my birthday, you put a very sweet post up and you picked my least favorite photo of me. You looked amazing. It was truly the one. I, oh, don't act like you're surprised. You looked amazing, and I. It was like the one I saw. I'm like holding a microphone. Looks so uncomfortable in my own body, which I am. <laughs> and you're like, "Happy birthday, I think Melissa!" You're too hard on yourself. I am sorry that I put. I chose the wrong photo. You did well. I guess I broke my own rule. Yeah, I know. Right off the bat. 
you've got another birthday coming up. You can do better. So, yeah, yes. We'll I start will. scanning I them for both of our birthdays early. But, yes, that is an <laughs> unwritten rule. Neither of us would do that. Like, it wasn't, like, yes. the worst picture of me, but I was yes. like, really? You look Otherwise, much like, honestly, me. I feel like we just don't have a lot of rules for this thing that we're doing. No. Like, we don't have a lot of rules at all. Like, I don't Very know how. Very yellow. I mean, yes. But, honestly, it's such a, um, like, it really is truly, like, a blessing and such a nice thing that I feel like we know each other well enough to, like, just know what needs to get done. And, nope. like, I know, you know, and so we don't have to really have, like, a lot of work rules or meetings and we both or can, anything like that right mm-hmm. we can both and Haley you know yeah, we all have our own tasks and we know when they need to be done and they all get done so we we've we managed to run it without a lot of rules which yeah. is great because I don't like rules me like either well and I don't want to <laughs> abide by your don't talk to me for six months rule I'd be screwed I'm like sending like 30 things to Mandy and I'm like just when you get a chance answer all of these it's like rapid fire yeah. I just have a million questions at one time but it I works know. for us it does. It does. Sometimes I have to like take a step back and just be like, I'll get to those when I get to them. Because then I get, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to hurry up and answer her. No, right but away. that's I'm what like, I'm always like, just answer them when you yeah. have a minute. But I have to get them out of my brain right now because it's almost 2.30 and your brain's going to shut off and mine's going right. to shut off and we're going to be in yeah. trouble. That's true. All right. Well, that was fun. I feel like we've learned a lot yeah, about each other. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> enjoyed it. All right, guys. Well, that was the story for this week. We will be back next week. Same time, same place, new story. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.